Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. As always, it's a pleasure to have you and thank you for joining us. And a big shout out to my executive producer, Andre Suttles, Subtle Solution Media, helping to make this podcast possible. We have a great episode in store for you guys. I'm excited to welcome on the call by way of Michigan on her way to Arizona from Malta, nice little island off the southern coast of Greece, which I just found out. Help me welcome Haley Steinhauser onto the podcast. Haley, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ted. I'm excited to be here. Oh, no, absolutely. And I wrote down chiropractor, health coach, healthy habits studios. And I know those are just titles, right? I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience before we kind of jump into the line of questioning and getting to know each other a little bit. But yeah, introduce yourself to the audience and let them know who you are, what you do. Awesome. Yeah. So I am Dr. Haley. I am a chiropractor and by training, and then I kind of morphed into this world of mind-body work because through my work with patients, I found that, I mean, they were making huge headway with their health, with their wellness through the adjustments. I don't know how familiar you are with chiropractic, Mm -hmm. but we're impacting the nervous system, right? So it's huge, huge, huge for health. But I found that some people were really still kind of struggling. We're still kind of stuck in some sort of block. Maybe we're still having digestive issues or we're down mentally, like having a hard time with certain mental blocks or suffering with anxiety or depression, that sort of thing. So that's where the mind body work came in because everything is related. So if something is going on in your external reality, it's going to affect your body and then vice versa as well. If something's going on internally, maybe you have a pattern that was ingrained in your nervous system from years ago that might be affecting your external reality and might be making it so you're having a really hard time with your family life or your business or something like that. You know, it's very far reaching what the nervous system and your mind and body connection can do. So that's what triggered me to start this coaching work as well and work one-on-one with folks to really kind of see what is going on with you really and how can we peel back some layers, change some ingrained patterns that I can get into a little bit more if you're interested and make it so that you actually have the ability to move forward past any blocks, past any barriers and have better health, have better relationships and kind of be set free to do what you want to do in your life. Yeah. So it's been really awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. And, and I think so many people take it for granted, really the power that's within the mind and, and the connection with the body. And I, yeah. I guess that's kind of the start, right? Before we really jump into the nitty gritty is kind of understanding how the two are connected in terms of our body and our mind and vice versa. Because so many of us, if we have a body ache or something that's not feeling okay, we go the traditional route, right? Let me go to the physician. Let me get my knee checked out because my knee hurts. Or if I'm having digestive issues, let me go to a gastroenterologist and, and have them look at my intestines. But it's crazy to think that, well, if the knee hurts or if you're messing with maybe some digestive issues, it might be more than just focusing on where the symptom is. You have to go to the root cause. So how does the mind and body connect to each other? What is that relationship like? And then we can kind of jump into some of the the actual benefits of treating such a relationship. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the mind and body are connected because it's your nervous system, right? So your nervous system, your brain, your spine, all of the nerves connected and the reflexes throughout that controls and helps facilitate every single system in your body, the digestive system, your muscles, your bones, your thoughts, even your thoughts are, are neuromuscular or neuro like pathways in your brain. So all of these things are related through your nervous system. And so if there's something that happens, for example, uh, let's say something happened when you were 10 and maybe it was really stressful and your body responds. So there's a, a physiological response based on what your brain is receiving from whatever was going on in that event then you survive. There's a part of your brain that really only cares about survival. So if that happens, it's like, okay, fantastic. Good job. Let's do that again and more efficiently next time so you can keep surviving. Because it's really the more outer part of our brain that cares about thriving, that cares about logic, that cares about decision-making, that sort of thing. So those physiological responses are more so related to survival. And that's all well and good, right? Because we don't want to have to think about every single response that we're having to a certain situation. But what I see with sometimes with people is that there can be too many of those patterns formed that actually put us into a fight or flight state, that stressful state where maybe our physiology is actually not working to its maximum advantage. You're not thriving anymore. You're not breaking down food the way you should anymore because your blood is being pulled away to different parts of your body, or maybe your muscles are getting really tightened up. So you're ending up with a tension headache, or maybe you just can't focus as much anymore because you're always in that fight or flight. I mean, that's just kind of one example too, of how all of that relates and can impact actually a lot of different parts of your life. Yeah, And it really all comes down to the, to the brain and spine. Like there's so much involved in that. Now, how long does it take something for that to happen? Like, let's use that example. As you mentioned, you're not being able to focus like you used to. Maybe you're not having as much sustained energy, but it might seem to come up out, out of nowhere, come out of the blue. But you're mentioning this could be trauma that we've been holding on for years. How long does it take for that to usually manifest? And is there ever a moment where it's too late, irreversible or, or what? So in terms of the question of how long it takes to manifest, that really depends on the person, right? Because it's all about layers. So you might have something, you create a pattern that's not for you thriving, it's more surviving, and then something else and something else. And then you reach a threshold where now you have a symptom. Now you're getting headaches. Now you can't focus. Now you notice something going on in your body. And that just kind of depends on everyone has a metabolic capacity is what it's called. So that's basically how much energy you have to do everything in your body. <laughs> so if you're a really, really healthy person, if you're on top of your diet, if you're really interested in mindfulness and what you're like, how you're moving and exercising, maybe your threshold is a little higher. Maybe you have some more energy before some of those things kind of come to the surface. But if you have had quite a few struggles, if you're have had quite a bit of kind of stressful events happen in your life, then maybe you'll notice those physical things sooner but that just depends. But then in terms of, is there a point of too late? I would like to say, no, <laughs> there just might be more layers, right? You can kind of think about it like peeling layers off of an onion, but especially with the type of work that I do with clients and there's other like kind of coaches and chiropractors and people in all sorts of different fields who can really peel back the layers quite effectively. So it's not like you're doing things one at a time, you know? So if you 
see a connection with something that happened. And if you process those emotions rather than just pushing them down, or if you see, okay, I need to really get my digestive system in order. And you actually are able to see what the root cause of that is and kind of get to that. And you're helping yourself in a huge way. So maybe you're 60, maybe a ton has happened and you feel like, I don't know if I can come back from this. It's just a matter of finding that root cause because then that's going to be like an umbrella. Then a weight is going to be lifted. Maybe there will still be some other stuff to work through, but I would say it's never too late. Now, when you mentioned finding the root cause because of how long some of these things can manifest and we can hold on to them before the symptom actually arrives, they could be kind of far removed, right? From what's yeah. actually causing them. So I'd be interested to know in terms of with the symptoms being so far removed from where it actually starts to manifest, right? The cause. What does that process look like in identifying really what might be causing, whether it be a trauma in the past or a habit per se that someone has taken on? How do you start identifying, okay, this issue with your digestion has nothing to do with digestion. It actually has to do with, you know, that time you were getting bullied over and over again in high school. How do you kind of build those connections? So the way that I do it with clients is through different stress reduction techniques. And there's actually a series of steps. Use muscle testing to try to eliminate the guesswork, right? So not to think like, okay, well, I know that I was bullied in high school and I know that I have digestive issues now, 15 minutes later, maybe it's related. You know, that's kind of a reach. You never really know that sort of thing. So rather it's, it's looking at what's going on now. You can do different sorts of muscle tests and kind of mind body work to see, okay, the stomach issues, what's going on there? Is it stress related? Is your fight or flight system going off when we are doing checks in that area? Or is it specifically nutritionally balanced? Or is it a combination thereof? And usually, to be honest with you, especially if it's a physical problem somebody is dealing with, it's a little bit of both. But yeah, there's just a different checks to narrow it down. And you like me listening to someone when I'm actually working with a client, it's seeing patterns too. And also helping the person I'm working with to see their own patterns. Like, cause that's the most empowering part, right? So if you can see, okay, this argument that I always have with my spouse or this issue that is always coming up at work or every time that I try to start a new business venture, I always end up in this position and being able to do a little bit of work on yourself to be able to step back, see the forest for the trees, right? And then see, okay, this is my pattern. Where is that coming from? So it's helpful, the work that I do with clients, but also I try and give them the tools to do some of that on their own too. Because like, it's amazing what trust you can have in your own body because it's easy to believe that everything's difficult to fix, that things might be difficult to work through or like break through a barrier, but it's a matter of seeing that it is possible. And sometimes you need a little help to get there, but it's certainly something that you can do with your own body, with your own nervous system, with your own power. Yeah. And I think seeing that possibility is kind of the first step for folks, right? You can't, you can't strive to what you can't see, or you can't attain what you can't envision, which kind of, it puts the importance of getting out of autopilot. And I know so many of us kind of get into the same routines day in and day out. And we have these habits that we don't question. We don't think of, we just do them. Why is that so Mm -hmm. dangerous? Why is it so dangerous to kind of just have those, I guess, automatic behaviors without even thinking of it? It's dangerous because you can end up living without purpose. 
So sometimes automatic patterns are fine, right? So sometimes you've created a pattern, you've created a habit that actually is good, that helps you thrive. But sometimes those automatic patterns, especially if they're not formed intentionally, it might be holding you back. It might be giving yourself the belief that you don't have the capacity to do more. You don't have the capacity to reach your dreams. You don't have the capacity to be well because you're just always in this state of doing this, this, and this, and not realize that you actually have the power to do something differently and then have a different feeling, have more energy, have more focus by just changing one of those patterns. So when you just kind of get in automatic, the danger is that you don't see what you're doing. So you don't see whether something might actually be harming you in the long run or not. Like, for example, I had a woman who has fibromyalgia, which is a very chronic and painful condition. And it's, it's quite debilitating. I mean, some people have no energy. There's not a lot of medical solutions either, but she had done a lot of work. She'd really, really tried to get to the point where she had more energy and she was actually feeling better. But she came to me one session and she was like, you know, I found that when I get home from work, I'm still just crashing on the couch. Because I used to not have any energy when I got home, but now I am feeling better, but I'm still crashing on the couch as if I'm done for the day, Mm. even though it's 7 p.m. and I could go do something that I want to do. But that was a pattern. So the pattern was, oh, I'm home. I'm too tired to do anything else. So realizing that she has that pattern then brings us to the next step of, okay, let's create a different habit. Let's break that pattern. Is there something subconscious that's holding you to that, that we might want to break through to help make this easier on you? So those, those automatic patterns, it's just a matter of being aware because then you have the power to see, is this helping me or does this need to change? Yeah. Again, identifying those two things is really kind of living the life by design and by purpose is like setting up what feeds you, what doesn't, what's serving you, what's not, and kind of going about your day like that. You mentioned something beforehand about something that would drain a lot of, of energy from us is stress. I mean, a lot of our listeners might be all too familiar with stress. I know I am, but we all manage it in different ways. What is the best way that maybe we could handle stress in our lives and maybe get a better hold on it? Because I know how stress can so many times just feel like a weight that's just on our shoulders that we're about to buckle underneath. Yeah. So so stress is an interesting thing because in and of itself, stress is not bad. If we have the ability to respond to stress, then that means our body is working. That means we can run away from a bear, right? And not not die. (laughs) But what the problem is, is that nowadays, most people are just having to deal with way more stress than needed. And it tends to be chronic stress. So it's not just a moment of stress that your body responds to and then goes back to more of that parasympathetic resting state. A lot of people find themselves in constant states of a certain level of stress. And the best way to manage that is not necessarily the same for everyone, but my favorite is going to be through meditation because meditation for me is a way to access the nervous system. And the nervous system is where you change your stress response because the stress response is all just a part of your autonomics. That's just a little segment of your nervous system. So you have a pattern where you're in a stressful state. Maybe some of that stress you can control maybe some of that you can't, you know, it's usually a combination of thereof, but if you're kind of wound up and feeling really overwhelmed, it's difficult to kind of step back and see, okay, how can I change my response? What can I actually control in this situation? 
So there's actually a ton of research on how meditation can change those pathways and bring you into a more parasympathetic state, which is going to allow you to have a different response. And then for those of you listening who are just like, oh, I hate meditation. I can't do it. I'm not good at it. Or it's boring. <laughs> there's other ways to do it. So I'm not, I'm not really stuck on one definition of meditation, but even just something where it works for you that you tune into your breathing. Maybe you love the outdoors, but you're trying to get your business going or you're really busy with your family. So you are like literally never outside. Maybe for you, it's a matter of recognizing when you are really stressed to the point where you're not actually being productive anymore. Maybe you're making cloudy decisions or just kind of being slow and taking twice as long to finish something. Maybe that's when you step outside for just two minutes and stare at the sky or look at the birds or like just go into like a cloudy space where you're trying to not think for just a second. And then you come back in and, and that's your reset. You know, it can be different for everyone, but just something where for a moment you tune into yourself, tune into your breathing because the lungs are really important into that parasympathetic state. And then that can help over time change your stress response. Now, what happens in that parasitic state that's so beneficial for us? Why is it something that we want to tap into? Yeah. So basically the two parts of that part of your nervous system is sympathetic and that's your stress state. That's your survival mode. That's your running from a bear. And then your parasympathetics is the rest and digest. So that's where your cells are kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're helping your body thrive. They're giving like the nutrients to all of your cells and tissues. So like on a very biochemical basis, like the sympathetic state is where you are only supposed to be for a very short amount of time in the day. Like 80% of the time you should be in rest and digest. And the fact of the matter is, is that's difficult to achieve with society the way it is. So if you can get yourself into that, even just 1% more every single day by figuring out for you what you can do to tune into your breathing get into a little bit of a more restful state, then over time, then that will make it so, okay, now, since I'm in a more relaxed state, I'm getting more blood to my brain so I can focus better. I can actually be more productive. My digestion is better. I'm going to have less health concerns over the years because your body works as it should when you're in that rest and digest state. Yeah. And this kind of, I guess, goes back to the point of the the mind and the body being so connected. I heard it so perfectly articulated in terms of, you know, a lot of times when we need to repair the mind, we need to go to the body. And when we need to repair the body, we need to go to the mind where we try, we kind of yeah. do the opposite. We, we try and repair the mind using the mind. We try and think our way through problems or we try and, you know, rehab our body through aches and pains. But we do know that the two impact each other, one being how stress can kind of bunch up the shoulders and can mm -hmm. kind of hunch people over or whatnot, and it impacts their posture. And it could really kind of maybe give a window into someone's mental health just by the way they carry themselves or walk into a room. For yeah. somebody who maybe wants to improve their mind by taking care of their body, we know posture could be a huge thing. What's something someone mm -hmm. can do to maybe alter their mindset by focusing on their body and their posture. That is a huge one. So, and, and I love that. And I want to give a little bit more details on why you are so hundred percent on point with that, but it's because even when I was talking about the stress system, so your sympathetics, that brings you into a fetal posture. So someone who's really stressed will be very far forward. Their head will be over their shoulders. Their shoulders will be hunched. And you can think of it like a baby in fetal position. 
right? So you're literally digressing back to where your nervous system was before it wasn't full or before it was fully developed. And what that does is it's going to impact the way that your cerebellum is able to control every other part of your body. So to activate that area, so that cerebellum is the back part of your brain, and that's what kind of coordinates and monitors movement. It's a great place to start when you want to change your posture. So there's so many different ways that you can improve your posture. A lot of people think the gym, they're doing like kind of the extension workouts, which is fantastic, but it's also incredibly effective. And I would say more effective if you go in for more brain-based posture workouts, which is going to include a lot of balance work. It's going to be targeting the intrinsic muscles. So the very, very small muscles around your spine, which you can do with some great band exercises and like micro movements. So rather than thinking, okay, how much can I lift? How much can I do on this exercise? Kind of going smaller into the into the intrinsics. Um, I don't know how much of a background our listeners have on like physiology, but those are the teeny, teeny little muscles mm-hmm. around the spine. And so you activate those with very like small contractions. Uh, you can use resistance bands. You can do kind of like chin tucks and balance work is huge balance work. So things where you're testing your one leg stand and then making it complicated by being on a BOSU ball or swinging your other leg into a figure eight pattern, like those sorts of things are very brain-based. So it's going to fire up the cerebellum and it's going to make its posture systems being activated and strengthening your posture system, as you said, is going to change your mindset by changing your posture. That's amazing. Now I hear a lot of passion in how you very well articulate these complex (laughs) scenarios, by the way, because I would not be able to kind of make it sound as simple as you do, even though I know how complicated (laughs) it is. But where does the passion behind the decision to study chiropractic, become a health coach and all that come from? What was the bug bike for that, that kind of let that passion go? Well, this has been my life, really. So I was actually a chiropractic patient since I was about six years old. Mm -hmm. And the spark for my family starting to go see a chiropractor was actually that my younger brother, sorry if this is too much information for some, some listeners, but he was constipated for two weeks. Like nothing was working. He was really, really in a lot of pain. My parents were freaking out, obviously. And then somehow or another, my dad convinced my mom to let him go to the chiropractor and get adjusted there. And before they left the office, situation was resolved. He was good to go. <laughs> so so we started going as a family. So I think a lot of people are entered into chiropractic from a pain-based perspective, maybe for injury or headaches or back pain, but ours was a little bit different. So we we did start going to see the chiropractor for a more wellness-based and like trying to figure out how to get our bodies to thrive reason. So I had that through my whole life, but obviously, you know, there's more growth along the line, right? So later in life, I realized that I had a lot of stress patterns. I was kind of stuck in certain areas mentally. So then as I was actually in chiropractic school is when I discovered more of that mind-body connection and understood some of the things that my chiropractor had been saying for years and years, but just never really clicked. And then that's when I really started breaking through some of my own past traumas and past patterns that had formed and saw how much growth I had by making those shifts. And then that is now what I see in patients and what I want to help with clients and and just kind of see how they can discover how much power you have to make a change in your own life. 
Because yeah. that's really powerful. It can be scary. I see a lot. Some people are very scared to kind of admit, oh, I can do something about this. Like, am I actually part of the reason that I'm struggling like I am? And that that is more of a blame game phrase. And I don't like that. I like focusing on, okay, no, you have the power to change what you're doing, change your patterns, and then live a completely different life that is more tailored to you and your actual desires. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody that's kind of on the cusp and they're thinking about, you know, they've had maybe they don't know about any past traumas that they're holding on to. They have stress in their lives. They don't know how to manage some of the overwhelm that they're feeling, their focus, their energy, not quite what it used to be. They've tried everything. They've tried talking to the doctors and it's just not clicking for them. What words of encouragement, advice would you tell that person listening? I would tell them that everyone deserves to have energy. Everyone deserves to live a healthy and happy and stress-free life. So even when it feels impossible, even if it feels like you've tried everything, you just have to keep following your heart and intuition because there is a way. And call me. <laughs> like I can, we can do a session, like we can do a free, like I'm happy to offer all of your listeners a free breakthrough session just to see what is going on. Like, is this something that has to do with patterns that are ingrained in your nervous system that just need to be changed? Because I don't believe that anyone out there is destined to live a stuck life and destined to live in stress and difficulties. You know, like everyone has their own story and everyone's result is going to be different, but it's just a matter of how you can build your own support system with people around you and within that connection to yourself to break free from whatever it is that is holding you back. Even if you don't know what that is, it's okay. If you don't know, we can still get you free. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's amazing because sometimes it's best. Not, I'm not gonna say it's best, but sometimes we start the journey, not knowing what it is we're going to discover along the way. And we're thankful because had we known beforehand, we might not have had the courage to start. So definitely encouraging folks to start that journey. And in doing so, they definitely need someone to reach out to. So how can folks connect with you, follow up on your practice, and maybe utilize your services if they need? Yeah. So my coaching services are all online. So my website is healthyhabits.com. I'll send you the link. Folks can reach me there. And then I'm also on Facebook. I'll send you the link as well. But my name on Facebook is Haley Steinhauser DC. And then for any of you in the Phoenix area in 2022 is when I'll be opening up my practice for chiropractic as well. And you can definitely reach out as that time comes and we can, we can see what I can do for you there. But I would highly encourage if you're listening and if you're like, I don't know, I don't know, that's your power of now coming in. So just, I would be very uh, honored to, to kind of see what's going on and help you kind of start the next year on a better foot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is about that time to have those new year resolutions set. So this would be a great one to start with. Uh, Dr. Haley Steinhauser, thank you so much. We appreciate not just the insight, but the expertise today. And I do hope that some folks are able to really start tapping into the mind-body connection, paying close attention to that, because even the awareness of that is the start to what can come to treating it, paying attention to it, nurturing it, caring for it, and looking for experts and those out there like you who have made it their lives mission to help guide folks through that process. Cause we know it could be very daunting and, and very overwhelming. So I do appreciate and thank you for that. 
really quick, I want to recap some of the gems that you left along the way. I'll be honest, I didn't get to jot down too much because I was so enthralled in kind of what you were saying in the moment. <laughs> but it's it's first understanding that mind-body connection and, and the importance between the two. So many of us think one is the other or the other acts on its own. It's not quite the case. There is a connection and we have spoken about that. And having that understood is really where we can start treating our mind to benefit the body and treating our body to benefit the mind as well. Automatic Mm -hmm. patterns, they could be good for you, but they could also be holding you back. The thing about automatic patterns is who set that? Who set that pattern? Did you set it intentionally or was it a pattern that kind of just manifested itself and you never changed? Because if we're not intentional on the patterns that we set, we end up living a life of autopilot that can take us to a destination we never wanted to go. So by having the intention behind those automatic patterns, we're more likely to end up in an expected desired environment, which we'll be probably very thankful for when everything's said and done that we did the work in the first hand. Stress isn't necessarily bad per se, but it's the management of it. We were not made to be exposed to stress constantly. We still feel the same stress of our ancestors being chased by a cyber-toothed tiger when we're trying to get a paper in for deadline. It's not a life and death situation, but here's the frank and honest truth. Our mind can't tell the difference. So if you're stressed, it's literally your mind fighting for its life. Imagine that constant state 24-7. It's not a good state to be in. You don't want your mind to be in it. You don't want your body to reflect that. So it's important to learn how to manage and take care of the stress. One very effective form being meditation, something I've started a few years ago. I was very thankful to have started it, still working on it too. And I think that's going to be a forever journey, but meditation or even just taking the time, those slow breaths, slowing your breathing, being intentional, taking it deep, breathing from the diaphragm and letting your physical body put your mind into more of a relaxed state can do so many benefits for you. And brain-based posture work. The first time I heard those words coupled together, brain-based posture work. I go to the gym a lot, but it never have I worked on that brain-based posture work, but understanding the benefits of having your shoulders back, maybe starting from, you mentioned it, was it the cerebellum? Yeah. So in terms of the brain-based posture work, cerebellum is a huge part of it. Yes. So the cerebellum focusing on that and, and is it pulling it back? Help, help me yeah, with this so, one. <laughs> <laughs> you can use uh, the, the intrinsic muscles to improve like the actual posture and then more through your nervous system that's affecting your cerebellum, which is then going to affect the pathways back down to improve your posture even more. Perfect. Okay. Because I, I wrote down brain-based posture work. I didn't have the details <laughs> written down, which is why you're probably going to have to have this podcast on repeat. But that is some of the physical work we can do to really impact our mind and our mental health in the positive way. So mind, body, it's connected, folks. Pay attention to it and take the step towards your health, not just your physical health, your mental health and everything in between. So Dr. Haley, thank you again. And thank you to the folks for making it to the end. I hope you got a lot of value from this. And I'm sure you know somebody who could get value from this episode as well. So go ahead, share it with them, share the love and spread the love. It's the best compliment you can give us. And also, 
Also, be sure to leave us a rating after you subscribe, of course, but let us know how we're doing. It's the only way we improve. So we would love an honest rating of the podcast. And if you love the podcast so much and you want to support on a monetary level, you can do so by submitting to our Patreon page where you can get extra audio and behind the scenes audio from our guests like Dr. Haley and others. But guys, as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's grow.